Welcome to Rock Talks, a podcast created to build community through conversation. Hey, uh, Rock family, want to thank you for tuning in to our very new podcast uh, for Rock Fellowship. And it's a podcast really to help us build a community through getting to know our church members and to talk about life and faith and and also to talk about things going on in church. So um, it's going to be a great podcast for you to listen to on your commutes. We think it'll be meaningful and I think it'll build your faith. And with me is our primary host, Ken Pack. This is a long time coming. Um, I think it really kind of birthed out of, you know, I was, I've been doing a gardening project in my backyard and putting in pavers, and I've been listening to just, you know, tons and tons of podcasts, and I, it just, I started getting bored of the, the ones I was listening to, and I thought, you know what, it would be really awesome if I could listen to a podcast from our, our community and just talking about life, right? And, I mean, we have a, we have you know, plenty of people in our church that would love to hear their stories. So that's kind of how it uh, kind of materialized. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many stories out there and so many people that we don't get to really have a chance to talk deeply with, you know, on Sabbath, you just kind of go through the day. Um, but giving us an opportunity to, to get to know people better, hear their stories and their perspectives on things, I think it's going to be it's a really great way to create that loving community that we're always talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, their, I guess, their their sermon or their story. And, you know, even being able to dig deeper into, you know, what someone is experiencing, um, I think it also allows them to heal and them to grow as they share and, you know, um, as they get closer to us just by telling their story. So I think all, all the way around, I think it... Uh, it can be it can be a really great avenue for growth, but we'll see. And so one of the things we wanted to do is also share stories from our weekends together as a church and also to talk about some important things coming up. And so, you know, this past weekend was great. We had uh, Emma's class come and lead out in some songs as a part of our worship program. Um, and so it was cool to uh, get to see some of the kids from Rivergate um, and also to meet some families. I think the last two weekends, and this is really amazing, the last two weekends at church, we've had 40 visitors, 40 guests come through our doors to worship with us. I'm like, that's that's amazing. You know, I especially uh, love the weekend that we had. It, you know, it was kind of that mega weekend, right? Oh, yeah. Remember that one? I remember. I'm still <laughs> recovering from the mega weekend. <laughs> I think what, what we had, like, se- nine baptisms? Or seven baptisms, seven? three babies dedicated. I don't know how you survived that. That's barely, barely. <laughs> that was awesome. That was, like, probably my the highlight of the year for me. Yeah, that was fantastic. I've, uh, I've never been a part of a Sabbath like that, um, and it was really cool um, to see just, like, a large chunk of people giving their lives to Jesus, but also the church's response and just, like, the vibe of the whole weekend. Like, so encouraging for me. Uh, that's awesome. So um, I think these podcasts are going to be uh, starting out will be once a month, uh, monthly editions. And as um, as the interest grows and as our subscribers grow, <laughs> we'll see how often we do this. Absolutely. But, um, but you know, as long as uh, we're we're meeting a need, I think that's great. So um, anything else, Pastor? You anything else you wanted to highlight, or we can kind of jump right into our special guest. Uh, well, we just want to invite everyone to continue to pray for our church. 
um, for our future. You know, we're praying over our community and growing our community. So uh, that and the building project, we're coming close to an end. We'll be giving some more speci specific updates in a little bit. But keep praying for our church. Uh, we're excited for 2020. It's going to be awesome. Before we continue, let's hear a word from the sponsor of this podcast. Hey guys, this is Pastor Jonathan Yoon from the Rock Fellowship Youth Program. Just want to say how excited I am to be partnering up with Rock Talks to bring you this podcast. We're really excited for the content that they have coming up. But while we have your attention, we want to give you guys a couple of shout outs for some of the events that we have coming up on our end. Every Wednesday night, we have youth small groups at someone's house. If you want to get involved and be a part of this life-changing experience, we invite you to come out and give contact to me. It's every Wednesday night at someone's house, and it'll be uh, just a heads up. We'll be taking a break for this for the past two, for the last two weeks of December um, before we see you again in the new year. We have Big Lake coming up, which is our annual youth retreat from December 27th to 29th. If you would like to go, there's a sign-up sheet online. Uh, that'll be coming out on the Rock Fellowship email. And the price is $50 per person, which includes lodging and food. Again, we think it's such a privilege to be partnering with you, the parents, to bring you guys um, Jesus into your homes and to show Jesus to our kids. Oh, great. Awesome. Um, so today we have to kick off our inaugural uh, podcast. We have a very, very special guest. Very special. Ex I mean, just really excited. And you know, when I was thinking about the first episode, I was thinking right away this is it would happen this so we uh we have with us uh none other than uh tracy um, yes um uh, our very um dear tracy uh tracy what's your maiden name i don't even um, know um it's hian hian and then kim kim mm -hmm. kim was your last okay all right so uh tracy for those of you who um uh, may be just listening as a guest to this podcast tracy is uh, Pastor Chris's wife, his, um, uh, I was going to say his first wife. <laughs> <laughs> that would be correct. That would be accurate. Your Ken. first wife, yeah, that would be accurate. Very truthful, right? I do not lie. Uh, so, but Tracy is, um, you know, she's just wonderful. She's, they're raising uh, a young boy named Miles, who is uh, a handful. The, the entire church knows him. He's just so sweet um, and dear. Um, off at school right now. So we have this uh, small sliver of time to, uh, <laughs> to talk about life. So Tracy, I think we, um, we, I, I did uh, prep you a bit and we gave mm -hmm. you some questions. And uh, we just wanted to take this time just to kind of, I don't know, just get to know you. Some of Maybe some of the members in our church don't know you as well as others. And so um, yeah, let's just kind of jump right in. Um, I know, uh, you didn't grow up in Oregon, uh, but you know, how long have you lived here in Oregon? How long has it been actually? Um, it's about three and a half years now. We oh, okay. moved up in, um, May, 2016. Uh, where'd you move from again? I... Uh, we were down in LA. Okay. And then yeah. you were there for how, how long in LA? Um, well, we were first in LA after we got married in 2009 and then I think about a year later, we went to Michigan for his seminary okay. for about two years. And then we came back and stayed in, in L.A. for four more years. Four years. Yeah. Okay. So April 2009, you got married. Mm -hmm. Before then. T well, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your childhood. Uh, oh. What uh, did you grow up? I did grow up most of my life in Korea. I was born and raised until actually in when I went to high school. Like I did finish middle school in J Korea. That was actually three years because in Korea, middle school is three years. 
and then high school is also three years but then i went to new zealand for the first year of high school new zealand yeah that's where my aunt lived oh wow okay and uh, my sister was already studying abroad and then she joined me in new zealand for a year and then we did go to australia for like half a year because my uh, older aunt lived there mm -hmm. so my parents kind of like sent us um to you know study and learn english i guess and i did spend like a year and a half outside of korea and then went back to korea and then i continued to study for like entrance exam for college okay so the that's where you picked up all the english and yeah learned how to speak when i was around 15 16 i think okay because i remember when i first met you your english was like really good and i was i was um, amazed it's still it's still not like you know, I still feel nervous when I have to speak in front of people. But. I, just, I can barely hear an accent. I mean, <laughs> that's uh, it's remarkable. I was hoping that she would have an Australian accent. <laughs> I did a little bit when I was there. Really? I know. I wish that oh, would that, come back. That, oh, that's awesome. Um, so, I mean, what was that like? I mean, what was that like, the transition from Korea to New Zealand? And um, It was nice that my sister was there and my family was there, but it's still was a bit hard i didn't know how to speak english in the beginning and then like you know you miss your parents and mm -hmm. but um it was it turned out nice that i did actually benefit from it because when you go back to korea you have to do the you know basically korean sat national exam and then english was taken care of so mm -hmm. that helped me but it did um give me new perspectives about uh -huh. like there are so many different types of people out yeah. there and like yeah and mm -hmm. i appreciated my parents more after that i feel like mm -hmm. yeah. you know um I i'm wondering do you feel like you're a different person uh when you look back at your life in korea and compared to when you are in when you're outside of Korea, like for instance, mm -hmm. in America or New Zealand, do, do you feel like your personality has changed? Because I've, I think I've seen that before in some people where in Korea, they were really outgoing and they're, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the kind of life of the party. And then they come over, they immigrate to a different country and then they, their personality actually changes a little bit. Did you notice any of that or not really? Um, I can't say that it's like really different, but I was always kind of like a shy person <laughs> so okay. um i did become really shy in the beginning because i was just not comfortable with being outside of korea but i actually do feel like now like korean life was so hectic and fast-paced and then like i was very um i guess a little bit more uptight with because you know how they say things like korean people care so much about like what you show mm -hmm. like to other people mm -hmm. But then I do feel like there's a different culture here. It's more about like yourself, like inner like feelings and that you feel, you know, good about or you believe in cer certain things. So it's kind of like in Korea, I guess I was more aware of like other people's perspectives on me mm -hmm. or like trying to please my parents more and like in certain ways. I mean, not that it was like bad or anything, but I felt a little bit more free i guess mm. living in here it's, okay. you kind of have to yeah you i guess you don't really have to think about what others think of you as much i guess with korea as being such a small country yeah. and everyone packed in mm -hmm. together and with social media and everything is yeah. Just, yeah 
Yeah, mm. I mean, social media wasn't even that big when I was growing up, but it's just very because everybody knows everybody in the church community, especially mm-hmm. and like I was a PK, so okay. my past. I mean, my dad was a pastor, so everyone expected you to be like the best kid and like you yeah. know behave all good. So I think I was under that pressure a little bit. Okay, and then I guess I feel a little bit more comfortable. Do you think that growing up in, as you look back at your childhood um, in Korea, were those um, more stressful times, or they're kind of like more carefree, happy times as a child? What uh, What um, do you remember about that? I think childhood was pretty typical as a Christian, you know, family for our house. My dad was a little bit on the strict side, mm-hmm. like, and my mom was always like caring for others and we did i remember having like so many guests all the time yeah we would actually live with people at our house but then i do feel like um i'm thankful for my parents especially my dad even though i was like really scared of him Mm because he was like he could be scary if he Mm -hmm. was mad at us but he didn't like force um our beliefs i feel like yeah and then he would try to like explain it and make it under like understandable. That's kind of unique for mm-hmm. a Korean pastor at that time period. Yeah, I think he was like one of those who didn't want to like force it on you and then make it. I mean, he did have times where you have to behave at church, that kind of stuff. Sure. But it wasn't like I don't remember it being so stressful for me. Okay. Hmm. I think it was more like my own pressure that like oh they know me like because mm. i would like walk on the street and they like say hi to me and saying like i know you're dead so mm. i would be oh, like yeah. oh i can't like mess around here yeah yeah but then i think it's actually like my parents were pretty understanding yeah of that face Ta- like, you know you yeah. said you said that one little thing that kind of almost slipped by and i, wa- I wanted to touch on that was you said that people used to live with you what, what do you mean by oh, that oh yeah like you know, my dad was a pastor, so um, he had a lot of, like, I guess, other theology students that were younger, and, like, they would, like, come from, um, like, I don't know, further away from the city, and they'll study, so, like, it's almost like they're just living with us while they go to school. Mm-hmm. We did have a lot of those, like, I think young college students, I used to call them uncles, I think, and so there are, like, a lot of people who would just like yeah live with us and go to school kind of thing and then we did have like church members sons and daughters and then they would like go through the school and leave and then actually uh one one of those people that people would know is um, pastor peter on oh really who's now in ontario he lived with them uh, for a long time and saw her dad as a mentor and someone who really um, reached out to him and supported him and he like really loved uh, Tracy's family. So, wow. yeah, I That's think one awesome. of the reasons was uh, we were living actually in the campus, on campus, like in the SDA University. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was convenient for them. And he remembers like me being born there. Wow. It's just kind of crazy because he was mentored by Tracy's dad and he was my first senior pastor. And he mentored me when I first started in the ministry. It's amazing. And actually, full, full circle. When he, when I told him that I was marrying Tracy, uh-huh. he, his exact words were, "You are marrying Korean Adventist royalty." What? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Oh, uh, the so crown. It's not like that. <laughs> yep, the crown. Okay, 
uh, man, uh, maybe I should have taken my shoes off before <laughs> oh, this interview. No, I really, uh, <laughs> I really don't feel comfortable with this kind of stuff. No, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, well, let's uh, let's shift gears here. Um, uh, so, how did you actually meet your your husband? It was interesting because um, my sister was dating uh, now my brother-in-law, but they were both teaching in English. I mean, teaching in Korea, like in the English Institute. Mm-hmm. And then they started dating, and then my dad was um, pushing for their marriage. I feel like because he had cancer already by then, so they like kind of dated less than a year and got married. And mm-hmm. he was one of the groomsmen who came to Korea for the wedding. That's how I met him for the first time. I see. And then, yeah, I found out they were roommates in college. Mm. And so, like, just immediate? No, you no. knew. Like, you looked at him. <laughs> no, and he was like glowing. No way. So, <laughs> no way. No way. You didn't have to go no, there. He was honey. glowing because he was so pale compared to other like of his friends who came from America. Oh, oh that is. I so think she was surprised funny. that someone from. Like California was so yeah, because yeah. every single person I met was so dark. That's the first thing you thought about him. Why is yeah. he so pale? Like, oh wow, he's so pale. That's fair. But, yeah, but like we were just friends. Okay. For a while from then. Yeah. All right. So, um, and then I mean, what were some of the things that maybe I ultimately kind of like attracted you to hmm. to him? I... <laughs> I'm excited for this part. What? This is uh... a. <laughs> um, I think. I felt like he was, first of all, like a goofy, funny person to begin with. And then he seemed kind. Like, I didn't really know him in the beginning. But when we talked over some, like, similar interests, like, he used to like drawing as well. And he was very um, into artsy stuff, I guess. And then we talked more and more. And then I found out he was really, like, a genuine person. And this is funny, but I've always, like, had a thing about, like, cute bears and fat animals and, you know, those, like, <laughs> cute body lines, you know? And okay. then I was, like, at one point, like, I think he already told me that he liked me. And then I was, like, looking at him from a distance and it's, uh-huh. like, he has that, like, bear body line that I <laughs> always draw, you know? I don't think I've ever heard this. Because I always draw has. animals with, like... <laughs> no neck it's like Uh head and shoulder connected and that's like what i liked but then he actually has that and he actually told me that that's like one of his like really like it's it's his complex Uh you're attracted (laughs) to his his inferiority complex i love it this yeah, is i mean that's like, just the appearance part but this can only be from heaven <laughs> yeah you know when the bible says he is strong when i'm weak uh-huh. this is kind of an example of okay, that this is perfect yeah it was funny because i've always say like i like tall guys uh-huh you know like oh, like under six feet i would not ever like you know even think about it but uh-huh. then yeah that was not true okay oh man this is uh that was awesome um i'll, t- I'll take it i'll take it Wow. Um, so is, are there, I mean, we went over kind of like what really attracted you to him. Um, how, or does he have anything that really like kind of, I don't know, something quirky or annoying or something that bugs you? Um, he like loses things a lot, mm. especially socks. Socks. I'm like, he takes off his socks in the house. Uh-huh. But I don't know how they go missing like all the time. So when I do laundry, there's like a separate pile okay. with just one sock. <laughs> And then I can never find them. So I don't know where he throws them. Well, I, you know, in defense of our pastor, um, 
I think this is my theory that I think the socks get stuck to blankets and other clothes, like the inside, mm. and it's really not his fault. It's, Thank you. It's actually just <laughs> physics, and it's actually just this weird thing that happens in the dryer because, like, literally, I have taken out clothes or blankets or, like, sheets from, like, I don't know, that I had folded and put away, and I find, like, five socks stuck to the inside <laughs> of them. And I'm like, where did oh. these socks come from? But... I I guarantee you that's what's happening to the socks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should do like more blanket laundries. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe but that's that's my theory that that's what's happening to the socks. But um Well, you know, I know I know she has another one that really? she wants to talk about. Oh, okay. I think she's I think she's trying to be, what? Okay, be what merciful. Is... But I'm gonna for the sake of authenticity okay. and for this podcast, All right. I'm gonna encourage her to share that. No, it's just like one simple thing that he um, when you know when you offer food to like oh do you want a bite? Uh huh. Like he would take a bite, but before he takes that bite, he would like stick out his tongue, and it's like it's out already, reaching for the food, uh-huh. and he's biting that <laughs> off. But it's just the look of it is kind of gross, and I'm sure his friends noticed it too. Like, apparently, I lead with my tongue. I have I never seen that. I don't even know I do this. Really? But I've been called out multiple times I by mean, I don't people. really care that he shares my food like that but uh-huh. it's just like he does that to everybody so I'll like, like other people's yeah. food so I'll like right before I bite it I'll touch it with my tongue <laughs> and then bite it <laughs> I didn't know I do this I'm, I'm gonna have to uh, I apologize pay better uh, attention to your uh, eating habits yeah it's gross yeah. wow okay I could see how that would kind of bother you right I mean mm-hmm. yeah it's just the visual of it yes yeah. I think I think that would probably bother me too. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, one more thing we know about our uh, our pastor here. Um, well, you know, maybe you can... I know I know. for me, I grew up as a pastor's kid as well, and so I know at times our spiritual journey can be a little different, right? And just the way it's shaped and... Was your spiritual... Can you walk me through uh, your spiritual journey in your life? I wouldn't say... I mean, it's it's not special or anything and as a kid I think it was just very you know I had no like crazy stories or anything like crazy happening to me but I think because like with little things I believed that there was God there for us like little things like oh like my mom went outside and I'd be praying in the wind like by the window looking at the street and then like soon she'll come like when I pray it's kind of like those little things and like you know like pastors families don't have a lot of money and then we do go through times like where it's tight and then my mom will be like oh like he'll take care of us and then always like somebody will like bring us like you know fruit like gifts on the side and then Mm. it's like fine for us it was just like little things here and there and nothing like huge and like crazy things happen Mm -hmm. as a child but then more um when i was older it was a matter of like you know my dad got cancer and um like recently i've experienced cancer too so those times i felt like i'm like more struck that like i need to be more desperate like Mm. when things are comfortable it's for me at least like it's not easy to be like always be seeking for god and um but when those hard times come, I felt like I was more desperate and clingy, mm-hmm. which was good in the end. But at that time, it's stressful when you're going through the health issues with loved ones. Mm-hmm. And um, 
honestly, when I started dating him, I was like, wait, like I need to get myself together. I'm dating like a pastor. I need uh-huh. to like okay. be more aware and study more deeper into Bible, but which I have not accomplished very well. But I feel like it's there are highs and lows, but it's still that the belief is always there, yeah. even though you don't like always think about it. And I'm thankful for like my parents to kind of, I think they didn't like verbally emphasize it a lot, but then they would always like kind of show it through how they act yeah. in, in the house. So, you know, I know nice. some people when they lose a loved one or when they see somebody suffering that they really care about, sometimes there's, there is a tendency to blame God or, mm-hmm. or actually maybe go away from god i mean um, did you go through some of that too um not to the extreme where like i'm gonna stop believing in god or anything but i did like kind of like ask him like oh why can't you you know make it better for us Mm -hmm. my dad is only like not even 60 and he had cancer so it was like very tough for us and then i did have times where like i guess it's kind of like blaming him like oh like like he went through so much already like why does it have to be so soon but Mm -hmm. i think in the end i understood that like he's probably you know gonna be more at peace Mm -hmm. because he did have pain in the end and Mm -hmm. he has such a like hard schedule working in the hospital already as he suffered Mm -hmm. so i think like god i believe that he put him to rest Mm. what um you know, I, I, I think that everyone has kind of a spiritual language, you know, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> what do you think your spiritual language is? The the thing that helps you the most grow spiritually, you know, mm-hmm. is it like your, you know, devotional time, reading the Bible? Is it music, prayer? Uh, what, you know, what I works actually didn't really know that clearly until I moved to America mm-hmm. and it's praise. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, not that I'm musical, uh-huh. but I love listening to okay. like other people playing and like savoring the words wow i didn't know yeah that's, i that's think like awesome. there, there were like some a few times that i cheered up uh-huh. like just listening you know praise music uh-huh. versus like if i'm studying the bible i mean devotional is also good too but i feel like i, I guess emotionally the most touching thing for me is listening to to music music wow yeah. that's awesome um you know, do you think you, are you kind of more of an emotional person um, to begin with? Yeah, I would say, I think my dad used to tell me that, like, don't be so emotional with everything. You need to be oh, okay. more rational. All right. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, do you think you're more emotional than Ed Kim? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's anyone more passionate yeah. about uh, about life than yeah. Ed, but um you know, it, I have a question here. If um, if a, if your best friend mm-hmm. um, were to describe you, right, to somebody that didn't know you, mm-hmm. how do you think your friend would actually describe who you are? Uh, this is hard because I don't know. I don't really think about this a lot. But I would say that they will probably mention that I'm shy <laughs> generally. Okay. Yeah, this is really nerve nervous like a nervous thing to do right now i'm like <laughs> thank um, you yeah there's a lot of courage that i have to coming yeah. out of your element i like yeah it. and um probably i'm on the quieter side in front of people i guess and i'm actually a rule follower 
Okay. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't like to jaywalk. Oh, I okay. sometimes do now. Or yeah. color out of the lines. <laughs> yeah, or like at Sweet Tomatoes, like eating in line. She won't do I that. I don't think no. she'd do that anyway. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, and I think my friends will say like she was always doodling. Doodling. In class on textbooks and oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. Which was your major, wasn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, you. what was your major again? Um, it was visual design. Okay. And then I went from there to illustration. Okay. So and I understand you just finished your first book, book or a children's uh, it's book. It's like a third book I drew. Oh. But okay. the second book I wrote and drew at the same time. But and that is now in Korea published mm-hmm. and out. Oh, in, I can buy that. I think right in Korea in or Korea? like Korean websites, not in it's the US. It's all written yet. in Korean. Yes, okay. they are planning on printing an English version soon. So we oh, did okay. translate, but we'll see how that goes. Okay. And did you just do the illustration for the book then? Uh, this one I wrote it too. You re- oh wow mm-hmm. okay. And where can <clears throat> where can one buy that book? Uh, um, it's like mostly those major Korean bookstores online, but okay. I think only one of them has like a good free shipping policy in the states like if you buy 50 dollars or more there's free shipping option but okay. i did share that on my work instagram so work instagram you guys okay. want details yeah. uh, what's the your, your instagram uh, it's channel? just tintist tintist okay just a little plug for thanks for uh, <laughs> tracy's book that's uh that's amazing um so you have uh one child i believe right mm-hmm. his name is miles how old is he he's three three okay you know, um, I know as a parent, you know, when we are in, when we're in church and we don't have children, it's just, you know, you're looking out for yourself, but now with kids, you know, the importance of their, their church experience and what they're mm-hmm. gaining or learning or experiencing church just is so important. And so for you, I mean, what kind of a church environment would you like your son to grow up in? course loving and warm and where he can learn about god's love through other people around him like and learn about fellowship between people who love god which is pretty much rock so (laughs) i would say like he's really lucky to have this church with like so many kids around his age and older and younger Mm. and every week he's like so excited to go to sabbath school Mm, that's, that's like, awesome yeah he used to tell me like that's his favorite day of the week wow and then um i was so thankful that he has that community um as such, like such a young child he's had it from his birth mm-hmm. and we're just extremely lucky to have this church yeah as part of our life i i you know i agree i think especially lately our children's ministry is just blowing up and amen it's just been really, uh, really powerful to see the mm-hmm. transformation in that department. So, yeah, I think our, our kids are definitely so fortunate um, to have this community. But so we're going to end here with uh, some rapid fire questions, <laughs> um, if you don't mind. And uh, and uh, we'll wrap things up. But um, OK, so just kind of like one, two, you know, word answers. If you wanted to expound, okay. feel free. Uh, but uh, let's start with the first one. What is your favorite comfort food? Tteokbokki. Ooh, yes. Ryan. I think I my heard. son Ryan can eat that three times a day. I mean, it's I could, yeah. out of his mind. But um, yeah, I'd have to agree with you. That's a great one. Uh, number two, so uh, your pet peeve. It's 
I guess it's related to him too. Him me is <laughs> me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just when he takes off his clothes, it's often like flipped inside out, and he doesn't correct that. Oh, okay. So when I have to do laundry, I'm like always like pulling out his sleeves or like rolling down his pants. <sighs> got some work to do faster. Yep, yep. Yeah, <laughs> okay. but it's gotten better. He used to leave like a trail of clothes from the door to the room when he got home when we first got married. So it's gotten better. <laughs> he puts it in the hamper now. Great. Yeah. All right, number three. If you could visit one place in this world. I don't know why, but I've always had like the wish to visit Denmark. Denmark. Oh, Wow. just seems cool. I don't even know much about it. That does sound pretty cool, though. <laughs> um, Chris or Miles? Don't pretend like you have to think <laughs> about Miles. it. <laughs> Miles. Yeah. Miles. Okay, all right. We knew that. Uh, winter or summer? Summer. All right. Uh, sweet or savory? This is tricky, but savory because of double Yes. Favorite color? White. White. Uh, is that color. technically? It's not technically. It's a not color. technically a color, but, I li- I but you like white. white. Yeah. All right, uh, dog or cat? I like both, but dog is not as scary. I feel like sometimes cats can scare me. <laughs> <laughs> well, big dogs scare me too. So. <laughs> All right, um, I threw this one in because you are a uh, art major, or I Thank guess you. still st- Van Gogh or Monet. 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 All right, um, YouTube or Netflix. 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 All right. What's your uh, What's your go to show right now on Netflix? Um, we just finished this Korean show called uh, When Camellia Blooms. Oh, yeah. when the Camellia Blooms. Is it yeah. good? It was good. It's it's really good. good? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I have been watching on Netflix lately The Crown, and it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of very interesting because it kind of is historical and it mm-hmm. teaches you a little bit about history, and yet it's very well made and. Um, Cool. Uh, so that's yeah, that's been pretty cool on Netflix. But um, great, you know what? Thank you. Thank you so much for kicking off this podcast uh, in such fine form. And um, I think we have just exciting things coming up. Um, and if and if you are interested in being on the podcast, obviously contact us. Um, and thank you to our sponsor for this podcast, Rock Fellowship Youth Department. Pastor Jonathan, and uh, we look forward to uh, sharing with you in the future. All right. Well, thanks for for joining us. And uh, with that, we'll sign off and we'll see you. All right. Bye.